G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You'll know that helping hungry people feed themselves is fundamental to Christian mission, wherever you go, anywhere around the world. In fact, Jesus said that his disciples should help the hungry and the thirsty and the naked, the homeless and the sick. Well, our next guest is founder of Food Plants International. Bruce French was living in Papua New Guinea when he noticed that many villagers suffered disease and malnutrition, often while surrounded by nutritious food plants. It wasn't that they didn't know anything about their local plants, but there were a lot more edible plants than the local people readily recognised. And from this small beginning, Bruce French set out to document the food plants of Papua New Guinea, and that grew into a bigger plan to document the entire world of food plants. Well, Bruce French is joining us. He's the founder of Food Plants International. Bruce, welcome along to 2020. Well, it's lovely to be with you. Bruce, uh, talk to us about your motivation. Uh, you want to make a difference for something like 3 billion people around the world whose main concern is that they don't have enough nutritious food to eat. Yes. God has put a mind-blowing number of edible plants around the world. I'm currently up to 32,730 species. Every country in the world, every location in the world, And I don't know how to put it politely. I think we've just been thumbing our noses at God. We go down to our favourite temperate plants. We take them to the tropics. We don't even know what the food values. We just teach them how to fill their stomachs up with bulk. And uh, what really moved me many, many years ago in the 70s, I went to a nutrition course, went to a hospital, and there were 28 little children, and they said, we think they'll all die. And I just burst into tears and walked out and said, why isn't someone doing something? They have food, but they don't know the food values. They don't know why they're undernourished. So they've got their stomachs full often, but they don't know why they're undernourished and why they're vulnerable to disease and things. So gradually in various steps along the way, it's grown into the biggest information system in the world now. And every page of my database says, helping hungry people feed themselves well through the strategic use of God's amazing natural resources. You are documenting the food plants of the entire world, and all of this, in some sense here, stems from your Christian faith, uh, because you recognise people need help. Yes, I'm trying to put my faith into practice. There's a lot of the verses in the Bible just jump out. One of my favourite ones uh, in Isaiah 58 says, if you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light's going to shine in the darkness. The night will come noonday. The Lord will guide you always and satisfy your needs. I think he might have had Australia in mind, a sun-scorched land, and he'll strengthen your frame and you'll be able to be productive and useful. So lots and lots of verses like that that people skim over, and to me they speak very deeply. 
Well, you are an inspiration, and I know that while you're not doing a lot of travelling now, you have travelled around the world as speaker at universities and international conferences, and you always like to bring into your presentations a discussion about your faith, your Christian faith. Give us some insight here, Bruce. So uh, I have to be careful I'm not rude. The only place I've ever had objections is the university I grew up in, Hobart in Tasmania. How dare you bring God into it? (laughs) But most people in the poor world have a belief system. They might not be Christians, but they're Hindus or Buddhists or Muslims. And and as soon as you mention it's my faith that is my motivation, I'm a Christian, they say, oh, here he is. He's not after money. And they give a big sigh of relief. And I've been with friends who are businessmen, and they keep, what are you here for? Why, why are you doing it? And they can't understand if they haven't got a belief system to motivate them in life. So we live in a ghetto, I think, in Australia. Wow. You say uh, that most of the information that's taught in agricultural colleges is related to temperate plants commonly produced in Western agriculture. Are they missing the boat here? Are they missing the point of what they ought to be focusing on if you're going to feed the world? Yeah, well, I've done... I've been to Vanuatu, and I've done posters and books and stuff for Vanuatu, and they've just put out their 10-year plan, which is how to grow a dozen temperate vegetables. How to teach... But I wonder whether Vanuatu slipped out of the tropics or something. So... People get locked in the, uh, Malawi. A doctor asked me to get in touch with a guy in Malawi. He said, I did my postgraduate degree overseas. I know all my temperate plants. I don't even know my Malawian plants. <laughs> he was teaching the right principles, and I said, well, I'll send you information on every Malawian plant. And if you use your principles, you're right. Agroecology is what they call it these days. Well, he his was calling it permaculture. It's almost the same thing. But he needs to put it onto local plants, not imported foreign plants. You're based in Tasmania, Bruce, and I know that there have been two churches uh, that uh, you've been a part of and they've supported this program and your good work that has really got an effect around the world. Let me mention those, Romaine Park Christian Centre and Penguin Baptist Church, both of those in Tasmania, and of course you've been a part of those churches and they're supporting your fine work. Yes, in both cases... I was part-time with my two wives. My first wife died 20 years ago. And that gave me free to still pursue my passion. Even Penguin Baptist Church said, look, disregard the world as your passion, and if you need to go, go. (laughs) So they were delightfully supportive of a global perspective. But I've had the privilege, partly because of my food plans work, of speaking in, I think, every Christian denomination there is from the Pentecostal Assembly of God in Africa to the Seventh-day Adventist Convention here to the Salvation Army to the Catholics. So I think people are looking for a Christianity that's real and relevant and applies to the real world. Bruce, how much more work have you got to do? Do you have to go to all of the countries of the world to be able to identify all these plants? I go through. Every day I get several scientific articles downloaded. I'm on a system that downloads. They know what you're looking for and they help you download it. Of course I'd like to go to photograph or I might get younger people at my age to go and photograph for me. Uh, but... These days, because of the internet, you can suddenly bring up some pictures of the country you're in, and and, and then I've been through the last couple of days through Mexico and Thailand and <laughs> Yemen, a disaster case at the moment. So 
I just download scientific articles by reliable authorities, but they tend to write in very technical scientific English. So I put it back into ordinary plain English, and if I've got photographs, I do illustrated brochures and books and posters and send them back to all these countries. Bruce, what difference is it making when you're able to identify these food plants in nations where they've got a few challenges? Uh, have you got some testimony here to share? Oh, I do have. I get lovely feedback. I don't necessarily chase it. I'm not on an ego trip, but a lecturer up in northeast India sent me, I sent her discs of all the information. She said, she, she said I think you might have equipped me for a lifetime. <laughs> People in uh, Solomon Islands have been going through my books and they say, oh, I just blows their mind. Well, we... People know if it's got energy, you can do a day's work, but they don't know why a child's going blind every minute from vitamin A deficiency, why they're stunted in Thailand and Asia because of zinc deficiency, why they're vulnerable to um, TB and malaria because of zinc and vitamin A deficiency, why uh, a quarter of a million children every year are born with genetic defects because their mothers weren't eating enough dark green leaves, folates. So it's just, and I get enough feedback from around the world <laughs> to feel I am on the right track. I send information to all the non-commercial groups that are working in the same space. There's many of them now, Biodiversity, EFAD, World Vegetable Centre, Echo Florida, and I just send them to say they don't have to reinvent the wheel and say copy it and share it around and yeah, it's lovely fun. When you identify that there are nutritional plants in some nations that are particularly in need, is there the potential there for starting new industries, uh, for people to begin to farm and uh, plant crops and uh, in a different way than they've always used to do? Yeah, my target always is the smallholders. 72% of the farms in the world are less than a hectare, less than a sports field. And 94% are less than five hectares. So I'm trying to reach the ones who are trying to feed their families from their own small blocks of land, rather than even being commercial. If we can give them, the, the, encourage them to grow the right food in the right place. Uh, Isaiah 28, another favourite favourite one of mine, says, God can teach you how to put the right plant in the right place and grow it the right way. In that case, it uses Mediterranean examples, but it's the same principle all over the world to... And, yeah, I'm encouraged. And, Bruce, you do all this with a team of volunteers, these people who have worked closely with you for many years? Yes, we've had a board. We set up in 1999 a not-for-profit organisation called Fruit Plants International. Various people have helped me, uh, and some of them are still on the board, and we're not travelling at the moment, but some of them have gone to travelling on their holidays, I think it's gone to botanical gardens and photographed for me. So uh, they're a lovely group. None of, none of us get any money out of it. We're not aiming to get money out of it. We're trying to keep kids alive. <laughs> Well, Bruce, special honour to you for all the good work that you've done over so many years. And no doubt there'll be listeners who are saying, uh, how do I support? Uh, how do I get in contact with someone like Bruce? Uh, so, If they go to foodplantsinternational.com, which is our website, and then if they want to contact me, they can just email me from there. And the most sensible thing people can do is get everything still fits on a 32 gigabyte USB flash drive. And it's not all on their website yet. So if they want to contact me, if they've got countries in the world they're trying to help, 
and for the cost price, which is twenty dollars, they can, we can send them one of those with everything we've ever produced on it. So. Well, it sounds like a tremendous resource uh, for anyone, especially working in mission contexts uh, where food and nutrition is an important aspect. Uh, Bruce French, yes. the founder of Food Plants International, and you can be in touch with Bruce at foodplantsinternational.com. Uh, Bruce, thanks so much for taking some time. A special honour to you and special honour to God uh, is using you and the gifts that you have uh, to make a difference around the world. Bruce, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you. Lovely. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.